you can feel Jesus in this room right now, go ahead and praise him. If you can feel Jesus in this room right now, go ahead and praise his name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. I wonder if we could just lift up our hands all across this building right now and magnify the name of the Lord Jesus together. Lord, you are worthy of all praise and glory and honor, and we magnify you and we glorify you, for you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our praise. We honor you and magnify the precious name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands unto him. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. It feels so good to be in the presence of the Lord. There's no place like the presence of the Lord. There's just a wholeness here. There's a peace here. Amen. It may pass all understanding, but there is a peace here. And that peace you feel comes directly from the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know what you have been dealing with up to this point, but God is in this place to minister to you, to bring a touch of His grace and mighty power to your life. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you and give you praise for all that you have done and are doing. We honor you and we magnify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We honor God and we welcome you today to the Tree of Life Church. We're so thankful that you have come to this place, and we're thankful, thankful, thankful to be able to gather together and praise God in His presence with the family of Jesus Christ. I want to turn your attention this morning to the book of Nehemiah chapter 2. As you're turning there, I want you to please, if you will, remember in your prayers the Christ Temple family of Dayton, Ohio. Uh, this week, suddenly, they, they lost their pastor, Bishop Scales wonderful man of God and uh, we want to remember them in prayer and ask God to be with them and to wrap them in his arms as he knows how to do he said I will not leave you comfortless but I will come to you amen he is the comforter that brings us the peace that we seek we want to remember them in prayer amen from the book of Nehemiah chapter 2 I'm reading from the 14th verse, and I will be reading through to the 18th verse, Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. The word of the Lord says this, this is Nehemiah talking. Then I, Nehemiah, went on to the gate of the fountain and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then went I up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. And the rulers knew not whither I went or what I did. Neither had I as yet told it to the Jews nor to the priests nor to the nobles nor to the rulers nor to the rest that did the work. Then said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in. How Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. 
Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. I want to preach to you this morning on the subject strengthened for this good work. Strengthened for this good work. Can we go to the Lord together in prayer? Lord, we love you and thank you for your blessing to us, for your goodness. We give you all praise and glory. We magnify your name and we ask that you will bless every person that hears this word, that you will speak life, oh God, that you will speak peace, that you will give direction, that you will place within our hearts the passion, the passion that can only come from you, a passion for your work, for your word, for your glory. I pray for an anointing upon the messenger as I attempt to preach your word. I pray that each of us will receive it, will obey it, and will live according to it in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Just a reminder that we're still under mask mandate. And so if you could remember that as you, particularly as you move about the building, we want to make sure everybody has a safe worship experience. Amen. Nehemiah said, I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well, and to the dung port, and I viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. He said he went on to the gate of the fountain, to the king's pool. He went up by night by the brook. He viewed the wall, turned back, and entered by the gate of the valley and returned. And nobody knew what Nehemiah was doing, what Nehemiah was up to. He didn't tell the priests. He didn't tell the rulers. He didn't tell those that were helping him with the work. He didn't tell anybody what he was doing. He just simply was going about taking notes of the destruction concerning the walls of Jerusalem. Now this was a this was a an obedience to a command from the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms says walk about Zion. Mark well her bulwarks. Tell of her towers. Make notes as you walk about Zion and, and take note of the things that you see. And that's exactly what Nehemiah was doing. He was walking about Zion. And he was marking the bulwarks. And he was taking special note of each and everything that he saw. And what he saw was destruction. What he saw was brokenness. What he saw was gates that had once stood tall, had once been regal in their, in their opening to the city and walls that once provided a strong defense of the holy city of the people of God. But now as he walks about, he sees the destruction brought upon this city by the many enemies over the years. When I mention to you, Nehemiah, if you are a student of the scriptures, you are probably aware that he is most known for 
rebuilding this wall that I'm describing. This wall that is consumed with fire. This wall that is broken down. This wall that in, in the first half of his book is in total shambles. But as you proceed throughout the book, there are a series of victories, declarations of faith, recommitments to purpose, an absolute passion for doing the work of the Lord. And so Nehemiah goes down in biblical history, not as the Tirshatha, the governor of the king who, or to the king who was a right-hand man to him, but he goes down in biblical history as the man God anointed to rebuild these walls of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And so God anointed him to do that. And it was not an easy task. He, in fact, faced severe opposition. There were several names in the scriptures, Sanballat, Tobias, Gresham. There were others in the scriptures who took counsel to stop what Nehemiah was trying to do. They wanted to prevent him from rebuilding this wall around Jerusalem. It started out as kind of a seemingly a harmless ridicule. They just, they just kind of laughed at him. He's talking about rebuilding the wall for the Jews around the city of Jerusalem. I mean, you can look at this city and you can tell that this city has been completely decimated. And these people have been in captivity for so long. Does he really believe that he can rebuild this wall? Does he really believe that they will help him rebuild this wall? And, and so Nehemiah, he heard it, knew it was there. It's all right. He had on his heart a word from God. And he had the favor of the king to go forward and to rebuild this wall around the holy city of Jerusalem. And he set out to do it. Now, after he went about looking at the city, describing the destruction of this city, and noting the walls that had been torn down and the gates that had been consumed with fire, bringing this back to the people and saying to them, I've walked about our city and it lieth waste. The walls are gone. The gates are gone. But he said, this is a distress, but the hand of my God is upon me. And the king's words are that he will help us to achieve this task. And once he had cast his vision, and once he had relayed his heart, and not just the heart of Nehemiah but the hand of God the people said let us rise up and build and from that point they strengthened their hands for this good work of rebuilding the wall that surrounded Jerusalem when Sanballat and Tobias and Geshem heard this that these people were serious now. They're strengthening their hands for the task. That these people aren't just fly by night. But these are people that are 
are absolutely dedicated and focused, they ratcheted up the mockery and it turned into an accusation. They said, will you rebel against the king? What they were saying is, what, what is your real motive? Why do you really want to build this wall? Is it because you want to reestablish yourself and secede, if you please, from this king that holds you captive? Are you trying to restart something and, and rebel against the king? You talk about worship, you talk about sacrifice, you talk about all of the things you want to restore. Are you really turning into revolutionaries? Nehemiah said, don't listen to them, just keep building the wall, keep building the wall, keep building the wall. When they realized that the mockery wouldn't work, when they realized that the ridicule wouldn't work, they tried all sorts of efforts to try to prevent the wall from being built. They said that you're incompetent. You could never do it. Even if you try, you can't do it. At one point, they even said if a fox were to walk up on the wall that you build, the whole wall will collapse. Called into question their competency as, as workers of stone and wood. And they... They said, just keep on working. Don't pay them any attention. Just keep on working. Just keep on working. Keep on working. Keep on working. They said, come down from the wall because we're going to fight you. They threatened physical violence against Nehemiah. And Nehemiah to that said, you take a tool and put it in one hand and you put a weapon in the other hand and keep on working, keep on working, keep on working, keep on working. Hallelujah. Even if they had to hold a weapon in a hand, they refused to stop this good work that they were engaged in accomplishing. They even sent false prophets to come and try to influence the people. Winds of doctrine started to float through the, the, the ranks of the people that were working and false prophets that were trying to somehow sway the people from their work, from their task. And Nehemiah said, just keep on working. They took counsel to, to slay them. They conspired against them. They were going to fight against them and hinder it. And they, they looked around and they said that this will never be accomplished. And they had planned on a secret attack. They were going to arise up out of nowhere and they were going to bring the Jews down. Nehemiah looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible and fight for your brethren, for your sons, for your daughters, for your wives, and for your houses. I want to come back to that in just a moment, but I want to make that clear that he painted the big picture for them, that you're going to fight to build this wall. If they want to pick a fight, that's their business. We're going to build this wall, but we've got our weapon in our hand, and we will fight for our Families, we will fight for our wives, our daughters, our sons, and our houses. We're going to do what the Lord called us to do. It's an extraordinary example in the scriptures 
of determination, of, of rightly appropriated passion to do the work that God had called them to do. I look at it and I'm inspired by Nehemiah because I recognize that we have a good work to do. And we're ready now to complete the work that God has called us to do. Last week I shared with you the generosity of the Tree of Life Church. God bless you and thank you for all that you have done to continue this path. We're about nine months from completing our Ready Now campaign. And I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Through opposition, God has been faithful. Through delay, God has been faithful. Through COVID-19, God has been faithful. And I've come to let somebody know, be not afraid of whatever adversary would try to prevent the work of God from being accomplished. Remember the Lord, that he's great, that he fights for us. Hallelujah, that this is his church, this is his will, and we're merely the vessels that he is using. Oh, hallelujah. We've got to remember the Lord in all of this. Thank you, Jesus. And Nehemiah, Nehemiah said, we're going to accomplish this task. At one point, he said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's why the devil wants to fight you in a battlefield of depression. He wants to steal your joy. That's why he wants to get you focused on the negative. And that's why he wants to get you focused on all the things going wrong in your life. Don't let him distract you from what the Lord has anointed you to do. Because that joy is what he's after. And he's after it because that joy is your strength we have every reason we have every right yea even a responsibility to be joyful make a joyful noise unto the Lord in the middle of coronavirus make a joyful noise unto the Lord in the middle of economic uncertainty make a joyful noise unto the Lord we are a joyful people and we sing to the Lord a new song in the good times we praise him in the bad times we praise him got a job to do we've got a work to accomplish hallelujah and I know that this I speak on a collective level but but it's not just on a collective level as the tree of life church but it's on an individual level you know for yourself what you have gone through and what you've battled and how the devil has fought you and how he fought your mind and how he waged war against your spirit and how he waged war against your family and how he planted doubt and depressive tendencies in your spirit. But I've come to encourage somebody today. He's just trying to prevent you from reaching that victorious joy. That comes from the presence of the Lord. Uh, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. We know what he's up to. And we're not going to come down off this wall. One of the great things Nehemiah said. They said come down from the wall. And I love it. Nehemiah said we will not come down from this wall. Hallelujah. We're going to fight on this wall. We're going to build on this wall. Hallelujah. We're going to keep on keeping on on this wall. Because God has anointed us to do it. He 
said, I told the people about the hand of God that was upon me and about the vision that he put in my heart for Jerusalem. And the people responded by saying, let us rise up and build. And to do that, they strengthened their hand for this good work. We've experienced that, ladies and gentlemen. We're in that process right now. Hallelujah. The Lord placed it upon our heart. I remember it. It happened at Brother Tyreek and Sister Ashton Andrews' wedding in Columbus, Indiana. We were going to build. We knew that. We wanted to build. We bought this property so that we build, could build. We expanded the land and bought four and a half more acres so we could build. But we, but we needed that, that direction of how to implement this. And in a conversation with Bishop Dan Mitchell and Pastor Marvin Mitchell, the Lord began to open up the avenue by which we could walk. Hallelujah. And we came to the to the congregation and said this is what the Lord has put upon our hearts. This is the hand of God. This is the vision that the Lord has placed in our spirit and the tree of life church said let's rise up and build and you began in that moment to strengthen your hands to prepare yourself. Hallelujah and you began to give unto the Lord. You sacrificed and gave unto the Lord. You gave when you didn't even know how you were going to give. You made commitments. You didn't know how that commitment would be kept but God, hallelujah, shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. My Lord, have mercy. We face challenges in that process. In the middle of our campaign, our beloved consultant who helped us so much inexplicably passed away. We, we didn't see it coming. He passed away before the campaign even launched. And it was, it was a shocking development. I had pastors call me and say to me, I'm so sorry. And they were not only sorry uh, about the circumstances, but they were even almost expressing like it was a good, it was a good shot. It was a good idea. I wish it could have really come to fruition. And I said, Lord, you know, hallelujah, that this word you put in our heart, it's not for just, it's not just to sound good. He put it in our heart because it shall be accomplished. And the church rose up and strengthened their arms. And as of last week, you gave over $2.3 million. That's a miracle, ladies and gentlemen. That's a miracle. We've got a little over a million to go and we're going to get there in Jesus' name because the Lord wants us to rise up and build and we're strengthening our hands. We're strengthening our hands for this good work. Oh, it's a good work. It's a good work. I said, it's a good work. It's a good work. Hallelujah. It's a good work. And God is in it. And God has established it. And God has ordained it. And God has anointed it. It's a good work God's using us to do. My Lord, have mercy. People started talking about economic difficulty economic turmoil and the church's response is our blessing doesn't come from the world's economy our blessing comes from heaven he said i'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you cannot contain we're strengthening our hands 
for this good work. Sanballat and Tobias try to rise up. They even tried to prevent us from achieving a permit to build. Didn't see that coming. But the church rose up and said, let us rise up and build. And so you strengthened your hands for this good work. And we came in. Man, 2018 was, might have been the best year of my whole life. 2018, I want to tell you something. It was like one every day was another miracle. And we were just flying high. I mean, taking turns and flying and soaring. And I just felt like I could see the looking down on the mountain peaks. I, I was above a mountaintop experience. And then 2019 started. And when 2019 started, that, that was a different set of circumstances. We ran into a buzzsaw, but the buzzsaw didn't have the strength to stop what the Lord was going to do. Because when God is in it, nothing can prevent it. When God is for you, there's a rhetorical question that the Apostle Paul asked. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? He went on to ask more rhetorical questions. He said, who shall be able to separate you from the love of God? Shall tribulation or persecution or famine or distress or nakedness or peril or sword or coronavirus may in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us Woo, hallelujah we came through September 2019 and had our permit firmly in hand to build thank you Jesus and we were looking forward to 2020 just smooth sailing 2020 was just going to be so nice, so easy, just gliding along, no bumps. We had our turbulence in 2019. I'm going to tell you something, folks. You never know what's around the corner, but God does. And he's got his hand on you. You don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. All we have to do is obey him. Obey him. Hallelujah. Just trust in the Lord. With all thine heart, lean not to thine own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Sometimes your path is in a valley low. But keep on walking. Sometimes your path is on a mountain high. But keep on walking walking sometimes your path is on turbulent water but keep on walking even on the water he'll give you power to do what he's anointed you to do hallelujah, hallelujah. So we're pushing ahead, ladies and gentlemen. It's 2020, and the enemy has tried not just Tree of Life. He's, he has come against the church at large. All around the world, people have had to, had to rearrange and reconsider and reassess how they worshiped. It's been a challenge in 2020. It's been a challenge. You know what I'm talking about. Some states, we thank God in Ohio we don't have this challenge, but in some states, they're literally having to go to the Supreme Court in order to gather together to worship. And we understand safety is important. But, but, but ladies and gentlemen, we have a right to praise his name. We have a right to worship him freely. 
And for years, our Constitution has guaranteed that right. And sometimes we take that document for granted. We can't take that document for granted. We've got to stand up and say, God gave us religious freedom, and we're going to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, we say, rejoice! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we learned some things in this time of COVID. We learned two things. I'm going to point out two things we learned. Number one, we learned that this whole business about the church being outside the four walls is true. Man, we thought we knew what that meant. We thought that meant take, take it with you when you go. We didn't know it meant you may not be able to come back for a while. So get it out there and preach and sing and love and lead and show mercy and compassion hallelujah and take this gospel to the highways and to the byways compel whosoever will to come hallelujah and you may not even have a building to bring them to but but come to the presence of the lord come to the lord himself hallelujah we we had to rearrange and reassess and redirect some things for a couple of months yeah church outside these walls we also learned the importance of what happens inside these walls. We learned you can't, you can't count on what happens on the inside of these walls as being the totality of your relationship with God. But we've also learned how blessed it is, how good it is, how pleasant it is for brethren and sisters to come together in unity and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to be able to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. What a blessing it is to be able to gather together and sing a new song with the redeemed of the Lord. What a blessing it is to be able to have have a place where we can gather as God's people and worship his name. I think we took that for granted up until March of 2020 when we weren't able to gather together for a couple of months. And, and it was odd. It was unique. And for the first couple of weeks, it was kind of like, wow, this is really neat. And then after about three or four weeks, it was like, all right, I want everybody to come back now. And we've got some that aren't able to come back just yet. And to those watching via live stream, we love you. God bless you. We know you're here in spirit. And we thank the Lord for you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah to the Lord. But there's something special, ladies and gentlemen. When we all are able to gather together, may we never again take it for granted. And we're building a building large enough that we can gather together in the name of the Lord. Because what happens inside those walls is a precious thing. Yes, it's a precious thing. It's a precious thing what happens inside those walls. Nehemiah wasn't building the wall just to build a wall. He was building a wall to protect what happened inside those walls. It wasn't the wall. It was what was inside the wall that was so precious and so valuable and must be preserved. It was, it was a tabernacle inside the wall. It was, it was a temple inside the wall. It was a holy of holies inside the wall. It, it was a laver of water. It was an altar of incense. It, it, was, it was a brazen altar. It was sacrifice and the cleansing at the laver. It was, it was the table of showbread 
bread. It was the seven golden candlesticks. It was what was happening on the inside of the wall that was so precious and so valuable and must be protected. Oh, I know. I know that the church has to go out outside the four walls we have to go outside the four walls and may we never limit what we do to inside the four walls the early church in the book of acts went outside and they went into the streets and ministered to people everywhere they went you see them ministering in the marketplace but don't forget where that church was born they were born in an upper room with dimensions with parameters there was a gathering place where the Holy Ghost could fall there was a gathering place we need a gathering place where the troops can assemble we need a gathering place where the army of God can come together and be refreshed and be restored and see one another and encourage one another the apostle Paul understood that and that's why he said listen you're going to see the day approaching and it's going to become so much more than what it is right now it, it's going to be so clear that day is going to be right in front of your eyes and I want you to be careful not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together because there's strength that comes from assembling yourselves together. There's value. There's, there's, there's power that comes from gathering together. Just look around you real quick. Just look around you right now. Look at these precious saints of God. And I wish you could see everybody on the live stream that's watching. Because they're here with us in spirit. And we're praying for you. And we look forward to you being able to come and join us again. We're going to get there. We're going to get through this, ladies and gentlemen. Do you hear me? We're going to get through this. Hallelujah. We're going to get through this with victory, with singing, with gladness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get through this in Jesus' name. But we've got to build a room where the Holy Ghost can be poured out. Now, the Holy Ghost can be poured out anywhere. I understand that. I love Brother Jeff Subramanian's testimony about riding on his lawnmower and praying. And while he's riding on his lawnmower cutting grass, he started giving God praise. And the Holy Ghost moved on him. And he thought, man, I don't know what to do about this. And he got off the phone and called Brother Colbreth. And brother, he said, Brother Colbreth, something's happening to me. I don't know what it is. I was praising God and I'm feeling something and I've never felt it before. And you know Brother Colbreth. Brother Colbreth don't mess around. He didn't say... Well, meet me on Sunday. No, no, no. He said, Jiv, lift up your hands right where you are. And there among the yard clippings, Jiv lifted up his hands and the Lord filled him with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you, that's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God we serve. The church is not limited to four walls. It's not limited to four walls. But there is value in these four walls. It's what's inside that matters. That's why Nehemiah was building and rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. It's inside these four walls where the word goes forth to encourage the people of God to edify the body of Christ. 
to perfect the body of Christ and to perfect the saints and do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. It's inside these four walls where young people are able to gather together. Teenagers. And teenagers have a challenge today, ladies and gentlemen, like nothing I've ever seen before. They're dealing with stuff I didn't have to deal with when I was a teenager. Stuff you didn't have to deal with when you were a teenager. And it saddens me when I see young people in America who are struggling against a culture that is determined to violate them and determined to send them to hell and they need a church they need a support system they need a people who will stand with them Listen to what I'm saying, parents. Listen to what I'm saying. You're not alone when you're in the church. When you're in the church, you've got somebody that'll have your back. You've got somebody that'll go through the trials with you. The church doesn't replace the family. It, 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 it can. It can. When, when my, your mother, mother and father forsake you, then the Lord will take you up. But, 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 but the, the Bible is, is very focused on the power of the family unit. The mother and the father both play an integral role. The children create, operate in a very integral role. So much admonition given to mother, father, children, siblings, husband and wife. All of those relationships are discussed within the word and they are fortified by the church. The church is the last Entity in this society that will declare marriage is between a man and a woman. There's a reason why the enemy wants to destroy that institution particularly. Because he knows if he can destroy that institution, he will create all sorts of chaos and confusion. He's already doing it. We need a strong church. We need a strong church. We need a general assembly of the firstborn. People who are washed in the blood of the Lamb. People who are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. People who have been brought out of darkness and into this marvelous light. People who have been delivered from drug addiction. People who have been delivered from alcoholism, people who have been delivered from fornication and adultery and idolatry. I'm talking about the church. It's a good work. It's a good work. It's a good work. You don't have to struggle through that alcoholism alone. Come on into the church. God's got all kinds of people he saved from alcoholism. And they'll go with you through that fight. They'll go with you through that journey. You don't have to struggle through depression alone. Come on into the church. Hallelujah. The church is here to do a good work for God. Hallelujah. You don't have to struggle through loneliness by yourself. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to struggle through this life. You can be strengthened. Strengthened. Hakashataya. Strengthened for this good work. Woo, it's a good work. It's a good work we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait. You know, some of the greatest leaders that the Tree of Life Church will ever know haven't even walked through our doors yet. They haven't even received the Holy Ghost yet. They haven't even been witnessed to yet. Woo, 
but they're going to walk into that new building and God's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They're going to be baptized in Jesus' name. Hey, that baptistry we're putting in this new sanctuary, that's not for you and I. We've been baptized in the name of the Lord. It's for those who need their sins washed away. It's a good work. It's a good work. It's a good work. It's a good work. Hallelujah. COVID. COVID-19 just simply making us stronger. It's strengthening us for this good work. Economic challenges is just making us stronger. Strengthening us for this good work. Hallelujah. Quarantine. Making us stronger. Strengthening us for this good work. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong right now. I'm going to tell you something. I wish I could. I wish I could go through one miracle after another that has already been experienced in this Ready Now campaign. We had the bridge project which brought us to Cooper Road. We had expand the land which allowed us to purchase Sycamore Christian Church. And now we're in Ready Now. And God is doing something beyond what we could have ever imagined. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? I trust him. I really trust him. I've lived for him long enough now to know I can trust him. If you trust him, just lift up your hands right now. Lord, you're with us. Hallelujah, you're with us. Come on, you're with us. I know. I feel your presence, Lord. You will never leave us or never forsake us. You are with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I want you to start praying for some of the new people coming into the new sanctuary right now. Go ahead and pray for them in the name of Jesus because they're coming. Go ahead and pray for them in the name of Jesus because they're coming. Just go ahead and pray for them right now. Lord, minister to their heart. Lord, speak to their spirit in Jesus' name. Lord, break down their walls of bitterness and unforgiveness. Break down their preconceived notions. Lord, I pray right now that you'll break the chains of addiction in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. For God, you have called us and anointed us and appointed us and we're rising to the challenge we're strengthening our hands for this good work oh hallelujah come on that's it in the name of Jesus go ahead and call them out right now Lord bless them in Jesus name help them right now Lord they're struggling right now but you're going to fill them with the Holy Ghost open my mouth and let me preach the word to them Lord give me boldness so that when I see them I'll be ready to deliver the word of the Lord to them come on somebody open up your mouth and declare it right now in the name of Jesus pray for them pray for them pray for them pray for them hallelujah pray for them Woo, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, bless those teenagers. Right now, they're confused. Right now, they're hurting. Right now, they've been victimized by the devil of this world. But, Lord, you're going to bring them into the general assembly of the firstborn. You're going to bring them into the ark of safety. Hallelujah. Wash them in the blood of the Lamb. Fill them with the Holy Spirit of God. Cleanse them, Lord, I pray. Hallelujah. Speak now to their heart. Begin leading them in the path, Lord. Begin leading them down the right path in Jesus' name. Begin leading them down the right path in Jesus' name. 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Some of you have been struggling with some things, and it's got you distracted. But God sent me here this morning to tell you, you've got a good work you're doing. The devil knows that, and he wants to prevent that. But don't let the devil hinder what the Lord has begun in you. Don't let the devil hinder what the Lord has begun in you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands right now. I want you to know that God is going to pour out his spirit upon this house. Glory to the name of Jesus. We're going to sing unto the Lord and call upon his name. And the Lord is going to pour out his spirit upon this house. Yes, he is. Woo, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Come on, if you believe the word, I want you to go ahead and call out to him right now. If you believe the word, go ahead and call out to him right now. In the name of Jesus. I'm making these altars available. We just ask that you physically distance as much as possible. If you can bring your mask, that would be, that would be great. God bless you right now in the name of Jesus. God bless you right now in the name of Jesus. Ah, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I feel your strength, Lord. I feel your strength, Lord. I feel your strength, Lord. Yes, Lord. Woo! Ha! Labosha. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I feel your strength, Lord. Woo. In the name of Jesus. There is power in the name. The name Chain. To break every chain, to 